We do want to take a few minutes this morning to bring God's Word to our kids. And so for our young people, if y'all sit up in your chairs for just a few minutes, and then after this, I want to give y'all, I want to get your help with something. So you'll pay close attention. I want us to think about what we've been talking about for the past several weeks together. If you think back to when we began preparing our hearts for Christmas, you remember the first story we read? It goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. And do you remember who the people we read about and what was going on there? Who can tell me? They're in a garden. Who were they? Adam and Eve. And remember, Adam and Eve, they sinned against God, which created a massive problem, right? Because of that, everyone must die. The wages of sin is death. And as God was announcing the curses on Adam and Eve, on the serpent and on the land, he also inserted a promise, a promise that even before Eve dies, she's, she's going to die because of her sins, God, she's going to bear a child. And that child would come and crush the head of the serpent. So there's a promise of a coming Messiah, a Savior, who's coming to come and fix everything that Adam and Eve messed up. And then all throughout the Old Testament, we have all these stories about who Jesus is going to be, who the Messiah is going to be, what he's going to be like. And we looked at the story of David and Goliath, didn't we? And David, it's really not a story about David and Goliath at all. It's a story about Jesus and Jesus coming to kill our great Goliath, which is Satan and sin and uh, our, our sin nature doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. And we've been reading in the book of Isaiah uh, how God has promised this uh, Messiah to come and, uh, and heal our wrongs. Well, this morning on the Sunday before Christmas, I want us to actually read, I want to read to you from the storybook we've been reading from, the actual account of the, he's finally here. They've been waiting for literally many millennia. Do you know how long a millennia is? How many years? Take a guess. A thousand. You think you've been, you think 10 years is a long time, right? As I look around the room, maybe 80 years sounds like a long time. Could you imagine a thousand years? They've been waiting not even 1,000 years, not 2,000 years, not 3,000 years, around 4,000 years since the promise has been made. And here's the story. Everything was ready. The moment God had been waiting for was here at last. God was coming to help his people, just as he had promised in the beginning. But how would he come? What would he be like? What would he do? Mountains would have bowed down, seas would have roared, trees would have clapped their hands, but the earth held its breath. As silent as snow falling, he came in. And when, in, when no one was looking, in the darkness, he came. All right? It's about to happen. This long-awaited Messiah, he's almost here. There was a young girl who was engaged to a man named Joseph. And Joseph was the great-great-great-great-great-grandson of King David. And one morning, this girl was minding her own business when suddenly a great warrior of light, an angel, appeared right there in her bedroom. He was Gabriel, and he was a special messenger from heaven. And when she saw the tall, shining man standing there, Mary was frightened. You don't need to be scared, Gabriel said. God is very happy with you. And Mary looked around to see if perhaps he was talking to someone else. Mary, Gabriel said, and he laughed with such gladness that Mary's eyes filled with sudden tears. Mary, you're going to have a baby, a little boy, and you will call his name Jesus. And he is God's own son. He's the one. He's the rescuer. 
He's the one God was talking about in the garden. The God who flung planets into space and kept them whirling around and around. The God who made the universe with just a word. The one who could do anything at all was now making himself small and coming down to us as a baby. Wait, God was sending a baby to rescue the world? But it's too wonderful, Mary said, and felt her heart beating hard. How can it be true? Is anything too hard for God? Gabriel asked. So Mary trusted God more than what her eyes could see, and she believed, saying, I am God's servant, and whatever God says, I will do. See the angel there talking to Mary? You know, Mary wasn't probably much older than you, Ambria. Can you imagine that? Not much older. Sure enough, it was just as the angel had said, and nine months later, Mary was almost ready to have her baby. Now Mary and Joseph had to take a trip to Bethlehem, the town King David was from. But when they reached the little town, they found that every room in the inn was full. Every bed was taken. Go away, the innkeepers told them. There is not a place for you. Where would they stay? Soon, Mary's baby would come into the world. And they couldn't find anywhere except an old tumble-down stable. So they stayed where the cows and the donkeys and the horses stayed. And there, in the stable amongst the chickens and the donkeys and the cows in the quiet of the night, God gave the world the most wonderful gift. The baby that he had promised that would change the world his baby son. And Mary and Joseph wrapped him up to keep him warm. They made a soft bed of straw and used the animal's feeding trough as his cradle. And they gazed in wonder at God's great gift, wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Mary and Joseph named him Jesus, Emmanuel, which means God has come to live with us because, of course, he has. So after all those long-awaited promises, Jesus had finally come. He was born. He was here. And that's really what Christmas is about, isn't it? I know you all have been talking about it in your families, and that's what we're celebrating in a couple of days, the birth of the long-awaited Messiah. And what a special night that was. 